A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Chaz Turbo. Um, are we going to record it then? What's the plan? Bish bash bosh. Bish bosh. 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 Bish bosh. It's Saturday, which means it's time for the Front Free Saturday Q&A podcast with Get me, in, Adam Boltwood, the one and only Dave O'Brien. Yes. Hello. Saturday. It's a great day for everybody involved. And of course, Lawrence McKenna as well. Happy Saturday. 50th ever episode of the wow. Front Free Guys. We made it. Will we make we, it? 51. Will we? That's the big question on everyone's lips. Um, the news is, to celebrate reaching 50 episodes of The Front Three, we're going to start a, a YouTube channel. So look out for that tomorrow. Uh, on Sunday, we're going to be releasing a little Liverpool v Manchester United preview uh, of the big game on Sunday. So look out for the links on Twitter. It's going to be bloody amazing. Right now, though, it's time to get into the questions and the answers. Before we do that, I've got to give a shout out to Turbo Chairs, who has uh, given chairs. us a review on Turbo iTunes. Chairs. I love it. He says, best football podcast I've ever listened to. Get the quality stats. Clashing of opinion and angry rants. Love listening to these guys. Thank you, Turbo Chaz. That is lovely to hear. If you want to leave us a review, go on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe as well and write a nice little paragraph about how much you love or hate the front three. Although I don't know why you'd be listening if you yeah. hate it. Um, also, give us a rating because we're on 89 ratings. Uh, it's currently on five stars, which is great. But we'd love to get to 100. I think that'd be a nice round number. Anyway, let's get on with the questions. First up, we've got Charlie Lloyd saying score predictions for your team's games this weekend. As I said, we'll leave Liverpool Manchester United for the video preview. 3-0, sorry. Oh, right, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, Tottenham, Sunderland, though. Tottenham are at home to Sunderland on the weekend. I'm going to go for a tasty little, ooh, 3-2 to Tottenham. Mm. I think Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe, Defoe is going to score, isn't he? Yes, I mean, it's just obvious. Some uh, other guys, has he had three wins in a row? Or have Sunderland had, even had three wins in a row? Like, I think there was a statistic for, that they've not had the three wins in a row for ages. Yeah, they're on, <laughs> they're on, they, they had two wins in a row. They had two wins in a row back in November, and then they lost five in a row. Two in a row now. Get uh, first against Villa now. Swansea could Spurs be the third? I don't think so. Lawrence, what are you saying? Hmm, um, tasty score prediction. I'll go. I'll go two one to Spurs. Love it. Thank you. And uh, Dave. I think 3-1 Spurs. I think Jermaine Defoe will score first, but I think Spurs at the moment, Harry Kane, bang in form again. Eric Dyer, you know, 11 shots in the last three games, so he's, wow. he's in form as well. So I think that it's, it's going to come together for Spurs in an attacking but sense. What, a, what about Sunderland, though? I mean, surely Sunderland have to be, uh, you know, we consider them better. Especially, yeah, especially under, um, you know, the, the form that we find them in the Sam Allardyce era. 
I think that we still got a little bit of, you know, a few question marks about the Sunderland centre-halves, you know, under pressure. You know, Spurs do press very, very well. I feel that it could be a game where they might finally get caught out again. But obviously, they, you know, Sam Allardyce, I did mention it when Sam Allardyce took over it. Um, took over in the previous episode, or maybe thirty odd, that Sunderland will be absolutely fine. They will stay up, um, given Allardyce's record and his ability to pull performances out of you know sort of players that maybe not are the right standard. Mm-hmm. But it just seems you know Envia and Catamol in midfield. It's an absolute mm-hmm. dream at the moment. I think we have to look at the fact that Sunderland beat Villa, who are awful, and they also beat Swansea, who at the moment pretty awful, awful. Um, considering they got beaten but that's what if, you, if we go back to the episode I uh, said that they'll beat the teams around them and that's where I feel where Tottenham will do Mystic them at the Dave weekend Mystic strikes again um, <laughs> moving on to some other questions then uh, we've got one here from the main man Loras Melancholy Wolf on Twitter he said why don't Wilshere and Adam and Lana get much stick for being injured so much Lana especially who hasn't really shone why don't they get much stick for being injured I think they get plenty of stick for being injured, don't they? Especially Wilshire. Has Lalana been that bad? Question that. Um, I think he uh, he hasn't scored many goals, has he, or assisted? But, right? but then I think that's a different. You know, it's, it probably Lawrence is better to say about this, but it's Liverpool's system at the moment. It mm. sort of comes to light when Adam Lalana's there. They just, you know, they, he's the instigator of the press, and I think that's Ooh. so, 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 so crucial for Liverpool this season on the clock. Morgan said, "How good can Kurt Zuma become? What do you reckon, Lawrence? Eight. Uh, I, I'm, I was talking about this someone the other day. When you see a young centre back, it's hard. Like we, you know, we're talking about Chris Smalling, Zuma, uh, because also obviously Matip this week or Ma- is it Matip or Matip has been Matip has been uh, uh, you know sort of cast around as this the guy who's going to sign for Liverpool on a free come the end of the season. And we were talking about when does a centre back really sort of come of age, if you like, because. You know, there's a lot that a centre-back needs to do, and a lot of it is about organisation. It depends what, what Chelsea do in, in kind of the next couple of years of his, uh, of his development, because, you know, are they going to put him as the, front, uh, the, the best and the front man, or, you know, who are they going to put him alongside? And, you know, it, it says a lot about, I think, the last great maybe def- central defender in the Premier League was probably... Did you say Rio Ferdinand? Wouldn't have your Vidic and Ferdinand, you'd say probably. What I like about Zuma is he's so, so good at slide tackles. It's like something that's sort of gone out the game a little bit, but he's so, so good. Martin Skirtle bit... likes the slide tackle, mate. Martin Skirtle loves the slide tackle. Like, you look at Zuma, the amount of like recovery runs he makes and the recovery challenges he makes, I just think it's a quality that not many defenders have. Having that pace, having that explosiveness and having that ability to, you know, after potentially your defence has been penetrated, you know, Chelsea do have the ball a lot and obviously getting counter-attacked in that way just zoom as such an asset and it's it's strange I would have potentially thrown him in if I was Mourinho start of the season I would have put him in you know just played him made him the cornerstone made him the main man but obviously mm. he went with Cahill and he went with Terry and then he got the sack and now they're still in trouble so I think Zoom is definitely going to be up there. I'd say John Stones is the other one in the Premier League at the moment that is just you know at a young age but is looking so so good. I also think it shows the changing of the back four system that at one point it was seen as um kind of a, a central two and then an outside two and there was less emphasis on the outside two um, and now there seems to be more emphasis on you, w- how good your fullbacks are and their positioning mm. and those kind Sorry, of things point. Uh, next question here from Piotr Gala he said what do you think is Danny Drinkwater's favourite brand of bottled water well Adam we could <sighs> probably ask Gaz Drinkwater that question because he has a similar surname similar <sighs> philosophy yeah yeah but, I think I think Avion though Avion 
Maybe uh, Buxton. Maybe Buxton because he's in the Midlands. Buxton. 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 It seems a bit. Yeah, it seems a bit more. You know. Yeah, but he's a lad from Manchester, right? Yeah, he's not going to go for the Tesco brand water. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I don't know because, but well, you know what, Dave? I mean, Buxton is not a million miles away. Exactly. In the the Um, Pennines, right, Lawrence? D. Shanahan930David on Twitter says, Would you rather be a world class player or manager? It's got to be player, surely. Player? Um, I'm going to go manager. What? What? You don't want the glory on the pitch? No. Scoring a goal in the World Cup final. I want to be the leader. I want to be the dictator. I want to be the. No, I think it's. I want to be the commander. I think that's the thing. It's like if you're in, you know, go back to ancient Rome. Would you rather be the commander of the army, or do you want to be one of the like sort of sentinels, the guys that's charging into battle? Yeah, mm. I'm not quite yeah. sure that works. That um, I'd rather be you know, Caesar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Caesar. That's what you want to be. Yeah. Um, I think I'd that's rather nice. be Zidane than say Benitez. Yeah, then you've got both. Well, okay. I should. I should say, it's very nice thing to say that Benitez is. Class manager, I'll take that as a win. Thank you. <laughs> right, next question is from uh, ooh, Ethan Stewart. Says, Is Firmino a great player or the greatest player? I'd say, Probably Is he the greatest? Is he even a great player? Mm. I think he's good. Uh, as Klopp said in his press conference this week, he's in a moment. He's in a moment. Uh, AKA Juice 26, the main man. So, do you think Barca will repeat the treble again? Um, I, I think a lot depends on what is going to happen this this transfer ban situation, right? Because they're going to try and appeal, which means they might be able to bring players in in the summer. But if not, are Real Madrid and Atletico going to go all out now and try and buy loads of players? Even if they do, does, is anyone going to sell to them? I think a lot depends on what happens in the next couple of weeks, really. Because... Yeah, that's not a point, but I think they've already done it, right? They've got Arda Turan in there and Alexis Vidal. Or Alex Vidal, sorry. Those players are just unbelievable for that. You know, It's making think... a team even better. True, but it's do you not think Real Madrid and Atletico could potentially reinforce now? I'm not saying they will be able to because I don't think anyone's going to sell. But but they also, I thought there was something in the ban that they can't buy in January. I think uh, as it because they have to to buy in this January. I think they have to appeal, right? Or is that the next one? That's the next. No, one. sorry, they, the they do. One? Yeah, they, they can they can buy in January, but then who are they going to buy in January? Exactly. So I think a lot of happens. Depends on what happens. Yeah. To be fair, at the moment, Atletico is still two points clear. You know, mind you, that's the game in hand. But anyway, um, so I don't. I don't think they're going to do the treble. No, I think they're going to do the treble. That would be pretty incredible. Um, there you go. I think Pep will, Pep will stop them doing the treble. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. In this final season. Well played, Loscast. Faruha said, "Is Payet the most crucial player ever?" The main man for Ruha. Um, there's a lot of hyperbole going on today. Greatest, most crucial player ever. Um, <laughs> is he the goat? Is is he the goat? Is Payet the most crucial player ever in the history of humanity, Lance? No, no. Good answer. Next. But he is. Uh, I mean, I still think there have been other great performances while Payet's been playing well. It's just that mm. he sort of he makes the highlight reel, and he is very good. He, you know, he's very good runs. Uh, I think. What is interesting about Payet is he's very pretty, but also seems to be able to dictate the pace of a game. Mm. Um, I think that's really important. You know, there's very few players in the Premier League who are very good at dictating the pace of games right now. And that's why we see the sort of stop, start, stop, start. Um, and maybe the unpredictability. You know, back in the day, Skulls just ran matches for Manchester United, slowed it down when he needed to, sped it up when he needed to. Skulls. You have the same You have the same with, you know, uh, Petit and that Arsenal side with Vieira that could just stop people if they wanted to. Um 
and maybe you know maybe the same with some Liverpool teams like you know Mascherano and Alonso up against the likes of Makaleli, those kind of guys. I think there are less sorts of those kind of players now. You probably say Yaya Torre is the closest to that in the league, and maybe even Ozil. Mm, as it's form though, questionable going down. Yeah, but but that's my point. Is that well, I mean, one match against Liverpool, um, but still, you know, really interesting to see. Yeah, very know, much so. The difference, yeah. Speaking of Paul Scholes, Harsh oh, yeah. said, why is Paul Scholes rarely ever mentioned in the pantheon of great players? Um, I'd say that he is, is he not? Widely regarded as one of the greatest Premier League players of all time. Probably the greatest Man United player I've ever seen and yeah. ever will see. There you go. Um, Stockton said, uh, do you think there should be more attention on Arsenal's lack of academy players? I'd say yeah. so. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um, <laughs> you know, you're thinking about let's let's go, let's 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 whack some lyricals about this, right? You're thinking bars. when was the last time that they, you know, you'd say Jack Wilshere was the last English talent they brought through that really came through the system. Mm. Before that, who was it, and and have they been producing similar to Manchester United? Have they been producing English talent? No, they've been buying it. Exactly. Ten years ago, since they bought Theo Walcott, mad, isn't it? And he hasn't changed, has he? The amount of like, runs he went on against he Liverpool that were just, what's he doing? What's Theo doing? He's still going with it. He's, pass it, Theo, pass it. Oh, he's had a rubbish shot. Speaking, of, to the keeper. speaking of Arsenal signings, uh, Arteta Assist wants to know, is Giroud world class? The only thing that separates you from being you know, properly world class is the consistency. I know that he scores goals. Uh, you know, he's got, uh, I think he has the second best goals to game ratio or goals to, yeah, I think it's goals to game ratio. Um, it's something like 0.7, which puts him ahead of Ronaldo, those kind of guys, when you take penalties out, because he's obobviously yeah, not well, Arsenal's penalty taker. Who take. takes penalties out? It's a goal. Yes, it's a goal. <laughs> yeah, but you, what, you, but Dave, you, you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, when you. No, know, no, I know what you're saying. I'm just, I'm being, I'm being facetious, Lawrence. I apologize. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the point is, uh, people said the other night, he's fantastic. You know, obviously, you got two goals against Liverpool. Um, one was a kind of poacher's goal, the other was not. But the the difference with him is that most people said that then there were whole swathes of the match where he looked anonymous or didn't seem to be able, be able to influence play in the same way. So maybe that's the difference. And should he have scored three against Liverpool, right? He had a very, very, very big chance. <sighs> at four, at 3-2, he had a massive, massive chance. Yeah. But you'd say Again, maybe that, if, if that makes him more world class, class into that position. No, but he would have scored that. That's what where you've, I think we take world class too too like oh it's too easy being world class. I think you've got to be at that level. You've mm. got to be at the Suarez, Messi, Neymar, Ronaldo at that level. Giroud is not that level. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Gabriel Woots on Twitter, um, whose username is fuck that beach, uh, said, "Has Allegri proven that his time at AC Milan was bad due to bad yeah. organisation of the board?" So has he, uh, has he proven he that his league? struggles at AC Milan were, were, were not down to him, essentially? No. Well, I mean, we all know that they weren't really down to I don't know if he's proven mm. that. I think AC Milan have partly yeah. proven that. It's also that it has to be the right combination of man and moment, or woman and moment. Um, question here from Tom Bolton. Who is the best uh, football manager? Well, that's, that's a series for the YouTube lads, isn't it? That's, that's one of them. <laughs> um, I'm tempted to say Dave, though. Very tempted to say Dave. I think he puts in the hours. He puts in the, the time. Not this, not this season. I'm not putting the shift, though. But I'm, there could be a series coming up on my YouTube channel. Dave talked yeah. about football manager. There we go. That's the title for you, right? That was a round of applause. I bloody love it, mate. Dave talks dot, dot, dot. Yeah. 
football manager. Yeah, there we he go. takes yeah. Manchester. You take Manchester United to back to where they should be, where they should Up be right top. now. That's what I would. I, I would watch the the fuck out of that series. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> wow! Boom! Yes, I, mean, I just went there. I got excited. Yeah. Um, next question here. Um, hey, everybody! I just got home. I'm gonna watch the fuck out of this <laughs> series. Fuck out, of Dave. <laughs> um, next question. Oh, he's also said, "Who's been your best signing on Football Manager?" Tom said. Um, for me, oh. it's, it's big Romelu Lukaku. I pushed a boat out. Got, oh. him, got him a white lane. He's an absolute tank, mate. Absolute. I tank. got Romelu Lukaku as well for Manchester United. And he was he good. He was. Yeah, he scored three goals on his uh, on his opening game. But I I also managed to snare Marco Royce. Ooh, like a bad but uh, what I would say is I then didn't have the 95 million to be able to pay for him. Yes. Um, question here from Matt W. Turtle Muncher on Twitter. Does Suarez miss out on personal awards because of the bad things he's done in the past? Do you think that still holds any sort of influence over the voters? Bearing in mind Absolutely. the voters of, say, the Ballon d'Or are his peers? I think there's a lot of pol- pol- politic- politics in it. Um, yeah. And I, think he, yeah, I, I, do th- I do partly think it, uh, it affects it, yeah. I, I, because okay. the perception of him is that he's a great player but needs mm. um, needs some time to transition away and then even selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's the Espanyol news. You know, they was kind of shouting at the other players and he's not See, right. properly Give it them. Uh, <laughs> And then <laughs> uh, I guess there's also, I mean, it's, overall, it's just the idea that you can't, you know, you can't vote for the bad guy. And I think that that's slowly changing now that he's gone to Barcelona. Well, thought, yeah, the perception was he's a good guy now. He's a good guy. He's not a good Part guy. Part the front though, three, you know, great name. Um, <laughs> question here from know. Jeremy AFC. Oh, yeah. Uh, this here is a great go. question. One thing you've learned... And one thing you've enjoyed the most from doing the podcast slash the Football Republic. One yeah, thing well, you've learned. Those are two very different things, though. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, um, Adam and I have been on the Football Republic since day one. Nice to be joining us, Are you mugging me off? And Dave, Dave is you know, Dave is actually a day one. You know what I mean? On, on this podcast. Um, I think enjoying most about the podcast uh, I think it, obviously very enjoyable to talk to you two lovely chaps every week very oh, yeah, good fun good, 
Do you know yeah. what I have learned is that good questions, could, uh, like, you know, when we first did the Q&As, I thought, is this going to be the same question every no, week? great questions. I and I think a lot yeah. of people patronise, like, we work in a content creation industry. I think a lot of people patronise mm. people because they're looking for the clicks, maybe. Cool. And they sort of go, ah, the, the audience don't want that. You know, mm. they don't want too much discussion, mate. Mm. But then you realise that I think a lot of people go away and have a little think or they think, you know, yeah. their perception overall. And things change. I'm a, I'm so I think there's a lot of intelligent people out there. I do love the interactivity and, like I say, the level of good questions and good stuff we get from the listeners. I think that yeah. is very enjoyable. I like um, how we've created a, a little community. That's what I really yeah. like. You know, right. there's I, I think the community created itself. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like that it's like, you know, football, fellow football fans have got really good, you know, insight into the game. You know, the questions we get are just brilliant. I just, it's enjoyable to answer questions that are good questions, right? Like you were saying before, Lawrence. Yeah. In an industry that's sort of pushed towards getting clicks, we have a, we've got a very good core audience yes. that have genuine Sp- questions. Speaking of which, next question: uh, Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? <laughs> I'm just wow, I'm finally, just we have a title joking. for our fiftieth podcast. A... <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, just <laughs> it was just banter. Um, <laughs> next question here from Mohamed Aquil. Do you agree with Philip Lama that Ballon d'Or has become more of a best striker award? Yes, I do, Mohamed. I think it's become more of a goal scoring award, and we've gotten away from the days when Fabio Cannavaro and Kaká won it. They were obviously the last players to win it who weren't Messi or Ronaldo. At the same time, Messi and Ronaldo Do you are. Philip Lama said, "What." He's repeating what Philip Lahm said. No, I, I haven't even seen his quotes, but oh, really? okay. me and Philip I haven't even just, seen the quotes about defenders me, and strikers. Me, me and Philip Lahm are just, you know, we're just on, a, on the You're same bros, mental, intellectual level, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, they are the best players in the world, though. So I, I think it's difficult to, to look past them, you know. If, say, the award had gone to, say, I don't know, who, who was the best? Say it had gone to Philip Lahm, you know, incredible yeah. defender. Right, I feel so, like you'd be like, oh, Messi was the best in the world last year. Yeah, I think, I think uh, the, the it's a difficult between trophies right I think that's the big yeah. thing like Manuel Neuer that won the he won the World Cup in 2014 but Bayern didn't win the Champions League yes. that season yeah. if they'd won the Champions League Manuel Neuer should have got that award but it's a weird award because you I mean you can argue can you really compare strikers with goalkeepers and, and different positions it's a bit of a correct of a strange award um, exactly. so surely you should have some like surely there should be a better system for it, and actually maybe we should be considering maybe Messi should... and Ronaldo as another award almost. Well, maybe they should just do it like well, then you'd get into all sorts of arguments. But like the Oscars, you know, it'd be best goalkeeper, best midfielder, best defender, best striker. But then you know, everyone would be like, is Messi and Ronaldo strikers? Are they you know midfielders for whatever? I think but, I think um... everyone sort of writes their own history, don't they? I think we realise that different cultures write it in different ways. Because this week we had those outrageous comments, or last week we had those outrageous comments in some people's eyes from Yaya Torre and some people are, oh, he's classless. And I think we, you know, even sort of spoke about that on this podcast. And then, you know, I guess in like history is written in different ways. And I just wonder, should it be a wider award than just Messi was the best, give it to him. Messi yeah. was the best, give it to him. Ronaldo was the best, give it to him. Maybe should we come back be sort around, of It needs to be a bit more holistic. And I think this is where football is going in a more holistic direction. It kind of went, really far one way where people wanted like you know opinions and those and clicks and UEFA moved in that direction I think we're going to go the opposite way in this year and the year after as things begin to change uh, you know like post Euros I think things will change even more I just have to look up what holistic means anyway moving on um, <coughs> we've got a question here uh, from Frederick Hallerstrom 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 yeah. Frederick Hallerstrom 
He said, I think well, it's not even a question, it's just a point, I think. I think Ronaldo's legacy is sadly that more players will aim to be great individuals and they, they won't prioritise the team as much as they prioritise their own success. So that's Frederick's thoughts on, on our discussion last week about maybe what Ronaldo's legacy would be. I think I, I'm not sure I agree that I think more players... <laughs> I, I'm I not sure I agree split, more players will aim to, to, to emulate Ronaldo in that sense. I think it's split though, isn't it? It's kind of, you know, some people will take Ronaldo's lead. Some people will take, you know, we, we assume that because, uh, you know, Ronaldo is so popular that people use him as the outline. I think a lot of people actually use people much closer to them as the outline for where they want to go in their career. I think there's a lot of good managers out there who can offer you good advice. Uh, Sam Nash here said, has Dave changed his opinion on Billich? No, I mentioned it on Twitter before. I'm going down with this ship. I still think Slav... <laughs> Is riding the wave of Dimitri uh, Payet and he will crumble. Uh, Max Bush, who's got a pretty spectacular Twitter avatar, well done, mate, said, is it possible that Wenger is trying to prove that you can win the league without buying the entire starting eleven? Is it well, possible no, that Wenger is trying to prove you can win the league without buying the entire starting eleven? He has bought the entire starting I thought I thought he had bought the entire starting eleven. Yeah, so let's I'm go for it. Sure. Chat, bought. Yeah. Check. Bought. Bellerin bought. 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 No, it's like a book. Shelney bought. Shelney bought. Monreal bought. Monreal bought. Flamini <laughs> bought. Uh, Ramsey G- bought. Ramsey, Cazorla, uh, Arteta bought. Wiltshire? <laughs> we playing, bro? Wiltshire count? Basically, I don't, yeah, think, there, I don't think he's trying to prove that. There you go. I don't, maybe he's proven that he can do it both ways. Mm. He can buy that. He can buy an entire <laughs> What Quabati Ashuitz says? Do you rate us Swedes' chances at Euro 2016 with Italy, Belgium, and Ireland in our group? Um, I think this is a really interesting question. I've got a few. My girlfriend's Irish, so we've got a few Irish friends, and I'm not quite sure what to make of this group. Belgium, obviously, perhaps a standout team, but you do wonder if maybe Italy are the team they once were. I'm not quite sure mm. the, the quality of players. Are there that maybe there I think was. you've still got that core there. You've still got that core of you know Chiellini, Bonucci, and Barzagli. You know Juventus defence, and then you've got the midfield. Marquisio has been brilliant this season. I think there's a lot of play. You know, Damian at Man United. There's Verratti. Verratti. I think there's still a lot of quality, even though it's not as, as good there, as. Who's the, the number one Italian striker? Is it Pella now? Uh, you could say Pella. He's been playing a lot. They've got Edda. Who's a Brazilian national that playing is playing for Jeez. Sampdoria? Had a very good start the start to the season. Was top scorer, but he's been pegged back. Has been linked with Inter Milan recently. I think there's a lot of like half decent quality. You know, again, mm. um, Giovinco, who was tearing up at, for um, Toronto in the MLS. You know, he's a brilliant season. You would be tempted to say that Italy and Belgium are going to finish as the top two, though. But because the, yeah. the tournament's so big, it, this is, is it the third place finishes go through? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I think Sweden have got a good chance of going through because Ireland's team, unfortunately, is perhaps not filled with the most quality. Although it does have John Walters, who maybe should have won the Ballon d'Or. I think that's it. It's about Zlat- the Zlatman, right? Isn't it? He's missed out on the World Cup. Absolutely, you know, Gary goals and assists in 2015. Only mm. Suarez, Ronaldo, Messi. Gary goals are good. We, I got think we mentioned Gary goals every podcast. I think yeah, it's, it's not. Ga- you see, Gary goals isn't. Isn't a person. Uh, one man. One, Gary Goals is a concept, isn't he, Dave? Yeah, yeah he's Gary a Goals is a philosophy. Good it's a philosophy God. of Gary Goals. And Man United could do with the Gary Goals. Um, here's a great question from uh, Matthew Hayden. Who would you rather uh, a last-minute chance to win a game at the Euros fell to? Defoe 
or Vardy? Oh, oh Defoe. Defoe, mate. The really? boy is lethal. Lethal, bruv. Still lethal. I'd say because um, he's got more, more variation in his finishing. Vardy is a one-trick pony, pacing behind, hit um, first time. Who is another one from uh, Matthew? He just said, "Who should be partnering Chris Smalling at centre back for England, assuming Chris Smalling is John the automatic starter?" Yeah, I think got potentially maybe not, maybe not enough experience in there. Though. Nah, just, uh, John Stones is. I mean, then you've either got Chuck in Cahill or Jagielka. Guys, really can I ask sure. you a question? Do you think Ronaldo? We were saying this after Ooh. the. Um, do you think Ronaldo would have been better to stay at Manchester United? Do you think he would have won more Ballon d'Ors if he'd stayed at Manchester United? I think yes. And I think Dave puts together a great argument, as we were talking about last week, about maybe why he should have stayed at United. I don't think Madrid is a conducive team for success. Yeah. I, I think it's so politically chaotic that it, it's almost, like we say all the time about Real Madrid, the team is not balanced. The way they buy players... They don't set up a team for success, really. Although they did win the Decima um, not too long ago. But yeah, I, I, I think that it was inevitable for him to go to Real Madrid because that was his dream. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to stop it a good player. dream, on it? You yeah, is his dream ending badly? Is his dream ending poorly? I don't think he's going to look back with a massive amount of regret because I think, you know, as we've seen in his movie, very revealing, that maybe the personal accolades do mean more to him than team accolades. And, you know, he's the, the, the highest goal scorer in the history of Real Madrid. Now he's, you know, going to be the highest goal scorer in Champions League history, or at least in the top few for, for the foreseeable future. But how many people are looking at him and going, uh, oh, you know, you won this, you did this. What a legend for our club. Maybe, uh, but I'm not quite sure how much that affects him. I'm not quite sure if that's what really matters to him. I think the fact that he's made those individual achievements, one free Ballon d'Ors, okay, he's not going to be messy, but I, th- I think that is going to satisfy him. I'm not saying that he sh- that means he was right to leave. Is it kind of mm. getting to a stage where he left because he wanted to beat Messi by being in Spain, but actually he mm. would have done better staying where he was? He would have been better staying where he was because he would have been, yeah. And, and for that reason, I asked the question from Ryan Hennessy. Great name. Great name. Oh. He says, uh, how will the Madrid transfer ban likely affect the Prem? Which means Premier mm. says, I, hashtag, I'm not the hole. I come from deeper. Wow. Oh, we've got a deep-lying hole. Sure. Got a deep, yes, uh, in many ways. Uh, but, but it, it is going to affect a lot of what goes on in Europe. Because if, you know, insane, if PSG yeah. can't get Ronaldo... Or, you know, other, you know, yeah, other the, the talk is they're going for Neymar now. They want to go for Neymar now. They can't yeah. get Ronaldo. Or possibly, you know, uh, there's a couple of players that can't leave Atletico to go to Chelsea or a couple of players that can't, James can't leave or Bale can't leave. I'm going to predict that their appeal is going to be successful and they will be able to buy players in the summer. I don't think so. I think their appeal will be, you know, turned around. I feel that Atletico have planned for this. You know, look at the signings over the summer, the amount of young players that they bought in. Um, it's just Atletico seems like they got it right it seems like Madrid were too cocky in a way like mm. oh we're not going to get banned we're, we're too big of an institution whereas did Barcelona is it not the precedent of Barcelona appealing even though they appealed when the transfer window wasn't open um, is, it, is it not the precedent there that Real Madrid have to be successful in their appeal because Barcelona were no not necessarily mm. Because Barca got banned, right? They got banned in, for exactly the same thing. So it's sort of like if they've been banned for two windows, there's going to be no change, right? No, but they got those delayed, didn't they? And that allowed them to bring in Suarez. I've that's, also that's been something. told that Valencia are also being investigated Ooh. by someone else. I think, uh, it's be I think either way it's going to be I think Chelsea as well might have been another club that 
potentially been investigated at the same time. But this, I think there are. It, we are going to see. This is. I was talking about the other day. Oof. Go watch the movie The Big Oof. Short. Oh, You're yeah. going to see a lot of big financial institutions, such as Real Madrid, mm. such as Barcelona, mm. be investigated and put to the sword. Good. Get the sword out, Lawrence. But it's okay, Dave, because they're behemoths and only really the true small people like the supporters will suffer in this situation. So don't worry, Dave. All the big boys will still have all their money. Thank God. I think it's going to be very interesting either way. If if it is um, delayed, Real Madrid are going to go all out in the summer transfer market, right? All guns blazing. Ronaldo gone... And the teams, teams are going to be asking for, you know, say if they go to Manchester United and they say, we want David De Gea, we'll give you 30 million. Manchester United will go, make it 50. No, 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 no. Make no. it 50. No, and no, no, we'll start no, no, talking, no, no, you know? no, no, um, no, 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 transfers work on the continent. No, 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 I think you'll see, I think, John, Joe, Shelby, John, Joe, Shelby, no, no, no. I can Gareth see the likes Bale. of Gary Goals. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Requisite Gary Goals mentioned. I can definitely see, for example, Harry Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard doesn't look happy at Chelsea. Chelsea could do with the money, seeing as they're not going to be in the Champions League next season. It looks like 80 million. Bosh. Gone. But Transfer of done. Can AS today um, say that they had, a, they had a list of... Uh, Real Madrid had a list of players and I think Hazard was on it I think Verratti was on it but a number of players within that list that uh, Real Madrid are cool. hunting down within Europe sorry it's Valencia and Villarreal who are currently being uh, investigated mm. so how does that list get leaked right there's someone that's, that's seriously got some issues there you know you've got this secret transfer I, I imagine it like a folder that you put in a drawer that's like double locked and then into a vault how does how does people like, how do people know that right people good talk. point Dave Loose Sorry, lips, I just... sink ships. Um, anyway, <laughs> just... this is why we don't talk about the podcast anywhere else. <laughs> anyway, that brings an end to this weekend's Q and A podcast. Ladies no, and gentlemen. no, no. Thank you very much for Deal listening. Done. If you want to see more from me, if you want to see more from Lawrence and more from Dave, tune into the front three on YouTube tomorrow. We're going to do a Liverpool v Manchester United preview. We'll tweet oh. out the links, so make sure you click them and watch. Until then, though. Thank you very much for listening. If people want to go and find more of your words on Twitter, Dave, where should they go? On to Twitter and search S-Q-U-A-W-K-A-D-A-V-E. Enter. Fantastic. And Lawrence? Lawrence Cast. L-O-Z. He's not going to do the voice. He's not going to lower himself to that. S-T. If you want to follow me on Twitter, go Adam Boltwood on Twitter. That would be lovely if you did follow me there. We'll see you tomorrow on YouTube, hopefully. Bye. Hopefully. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 